Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. So good. All right. First week of a two-week series, Heart for the House. Um, this this week uh, is about heart. This is about preparation. And I believe this is a word for our church. It's a word I want to speak in season uh, for our church. So you can apply this to your to your own world, obviously. But it's also a word for a word for where we're going and where we're at as a church. I want to share a prophetic word that's been given from outside of this church to this church in the season during this word, and just kind of like really. Um, I believe this is something for us to, to really lean in together on and support one another through. So I'm going to be preaching from the Gospel of Matthew uh, ch- and, and chapter 21 today. Just to set the scene, uh, Jesus has just entered Jerusalem. It's Passover time. Uh, he has entered as in, in like full-blown celebrity status. You know, like they've got the palm branches out, the say, Jesus, you know, they're expecting him. He's coming uh, to be king as well. The crowds are thronging. The, the, the worship band is singing like, Hosanna, better than that. And, 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 and it's awesome. And, and Jesus, his first stop is the temple. And, and, and from his perspective, he arrives to the temple and he's like, oh, mind blowing. This place is out of control and and he's confronted at this moment he enters the temple and he's confronted with this this environment that is in a major need of an overhaul And, and it says in Matthew 21 verse 12 that Jesus entered the temple courts and then get this he drove out all those who were buying and selling selling there he Overturn the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. So, you know, Jesus comes into church and he comes into the temple and he doesn't come in with a word of encouragement. <laughs> He's like, this environment needs the demolition anointing. <laughs> He's like, in the Gospel of John, in this account, it says that, that Jesus even made a, a whip and, and in that moment, it says the, the, the disciples recalled the prophetic words from Scripture that zeal for your house will consume me. And, and Jesus, he disrupted the temple that day because he was passionate. He was so passionate about his house expressing who he was. And so he wasn't holding back and the money changes. And you're like, why did he do all that? You know, there were people there that were taking advantage of those who had traveled long distances from around the region. And they were coming to make a sacrifice, but they were actually making these money changes were making an exorbitant profit over these people that were just coming to the house of God. And some people have called this moment Jesus's temple tantrum. (laughs) You know, um, Deb and I, uh, we've been in uh, like a more intense renovation mode in our house for about seven months now. We've just done, we're almost completed eight years of renovating. Woo, everyone just give us a hand, receive that. It's pain, painful, never do it again. And, and, and so we've been in this last space in our house and we've been converting uh, one old 1972 original asbestos 
covered uh, vinyl floor, like um, nasty walls. We've been renovating this space for seven months. We're converting it into two bathrooms. I think I've got a, I've got a picture up there as well of, oh, how did that, I deleted that one. Anyway, the next one, <laughs> I decided that the, um, the, the crowbar looked like it was more muscular than me. So I thought, no, we're not going to put, somehow I made it up. Um, so that was, yeah, that was our bathroom there, um, like right near the start of it. And, and basically, we've just been renovating this space for the last seven months. Most of my days off, pretty much all my days off, that's where I've been. And, and so, you know, I don't know if anyone's renovated, done a major renovation, like that's not a house, that's just a room. But, you know, everything's had to go. The floors have come up, the walls have come down, the ceilings have been redone, there's been uh, trailer loads to the dump and 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 you know that deconstruction it, it has to take place before creativity and reconstruction can happen and, and and so at the end of every day i've been sweeping i've never swept and clean our house has had a thin, uh, our room especially our bedrooms had a thin layer of dust over it for the last seven months and, and it's been we've been living in this constant mess I just want to propose to you that wherever there is creativity, there is a mess. Now, you just think of like a potter's wheel, where a potter, like, you know, especially if you're learning how to pot, there's clay and there's water and there's a puddle and there's, there's a mess, but something's going to be created that's beautiful. Uh, when you think of a, even just something as boring, sorry, Edward, I was going to say as boring as a road. <laughs> Oh, that's not in my notes. See, that's what happens when I go off track, you know, with, with a road. And you think of a lovely, you know, smooth road, but on the way to getting that road done, there are, there's cones and there's potholes and there's, there's a mess. When babies are born, <laughs> when a meal has been cooked, you know, there's... It just happens. There's always some kind of mess because creativity creates mess. And, and so Jesus, he turns up at the temple this day and he made a mess. But it wasn't just a random outburst. He did this so he could transform a place, transform an environment, transform something into something that it wasn't yet. He was like, I've got to do something to shift this. I've got to make something happen so it can be something that it isn't currently yet. And I've just got a word for you. If you're a new, a reasonably new follower of Christ, a, a new believer, and, and you've invited, like we all have invited Jesus into our lives, into our situations, I just want to just share with you that it doesn't look like all your problems just going away. Just, just a little heads up, because I know we've got new believers here, and it can be really discouraging. You think, man, I've just, because Jesus is in my life now, everything is just, ah, and getting better constantly. But oh, Jesus is the truth wrapped in love. That's who Jesus is. And when we invite him into our lives, he doesn't want to leave us in our mess. He doesn't want us to silently suffer with anything that is less than truth. 
And so Jesus, this is really my first point here, actually, is that Jesus is uh, willing to create a mess in our world to bring about alignment with His kingdom. And that's kind of what He did at the temple that day, wouldn't you say? He, he went in and it was just out of order and, and He went in and He created or He started to create order. And, and Jesus was so passionate about truth and, and transformation uh, especially in the house of God, that a, as you know, a week later, do you know a week later? We, I've never realized this, but that story was a week before he gave his life on the cross. So he gave his life on the cross, and that in that temple, when he gave his life on the cross, what happened? The temple curtain was ripped from top to bottom. And this was the physical barrier, I guess, to the Holy of Holies where the priests would go in and no one else could go into that place. And, and that temple curtain, it was a, about a foot thick, was shredded in that moment. And it was a powerful statement really saying that the old covenant had ended. And, and that old covenant was now irrelevant and it was destroyed because there was a new covenant of grace and truth, you know, that was about to be revealed to the world through the resurrection of Jesus. So there, there's the temple again being impacted by the life of Jesus going, hey, I'm going to make a mess here because something's got to change. Something's shifting in this new season and I'm going to bring the, the, the presence of God doesn't belong in a box or in a space behind a curtain that belongs for all the world and, and and there's this new expression because you know when Jesus is doing something new there's going to be a mess <laughs> it says this in 1 Corinthians 6 19 do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have received from God you're not your own you were bought at a price Therefore, honor God with your bodies. You know, have, have, I, have you recently considered that your life is a temple for the presence of God? <laughs> it's a, it's, it's the, the, the place where the Holy Spirit resides. Isn't that incredible? Let me just share this prophetic word with you for our church. This is from um, Neville Van Etten, and uh, he's been a pastor. He's been a math pilot in Arnhem Land. He actually has an international ministry expression into Pakistan and currently uh, Africa as well over the internet. And um, he was recently out for a walk. And as he was walking, he saw a 50 cent coin on the road. I think we've got a PowerPoint for that as well. And, and, and he said, as soon as he picked up the 50 cent Peace. He had a vision that he was on the Endeavour, which is on the 50-cent coin. And the Endeavour was in, in rough weather going into the wind. The ship was in no danger, but the wavelength of the, um, w w was the same length of the ship. So each time the ship crested a wave, it was immediately into the trough with no chance for the crew to stabilize the ship. The ship was making... Uh, forward motion, but the seesaw motion was greater than the forward motion. The cannons had been stowed due to the chop. So after he has this vision and he asks the Lord for an interpretation and he immediately felt that this word was for Thrive Church. 
And so this is what he wrote out, some thoughts. And I haven't taken them all. I've just taken a few. He said, you're now coming to the, uh, to the end of the storm now. Take authority over the wind and the waves now. You're very soon coming into a season of wind destination, uh, destined to get you to your home base. The waves will disappear and the ship will go fast um, as it can go in its current form. Do not think this is revival that will come after the refit. Celebrate this season. Upgrade. Your ship is booked into heaven for an upgrade. Heaven is expectant. There'll be no need to strip off the barnacles because you're getting a new hull made of steel. This is a time of preparation. However, there will also be a lengthening of the ship with new rigging added, more people included. The lengthening will make it faster and able to handle the waves. Therefore, you will have larger sails. It's no longer a ship of exploring new territory, territories. It's a ship armed for war that will possess territories. <laughs> this bit always gets me, this last bit. Then I heard the cannons fire on the upgraded boat. As soon as they fired, heaven answered with thunder. <laughs> like, oh, come on. And so I, I just believe, we were given this word about three or four weeks ago. I just believe that this is a timely word for our church family. You know, God can and will use anything that we go through in life for His glory. If you find yourself personally in a storm in this season, I want to just propose to you that this is a time of preparation. It's a time for upgrade for what is ahead. It's not a time to, that is showing you that you are doing the wrong thing. And it is not, even if the devil wants to discourage you in this season, God is saying this is a time to get battle ready. You know, in life, when we feel like that we've been tipped over and our world's, you know, been thrown up into the air, you may have had prophetic words as well, but everything is going the other way. You know, suddenly in these seasons, you could be just struggling with temptation and sin, and it feels like your weaknesses are just obvious to everyone. I just want to encourage you that God has got you in this season, that He is the author and the perfecter of your faith. And absolutely nothing is wasted in your journey if He is with you on your boat. Absolutely nothing is wasted. No relationship is wasted. No job that didn't work out in this last season is wasted. No conflict is wasted. The holding pattern, perhaps, that you feel like you're stuck in at this time, it is not wasted because we know Romans 8, come on, 28, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. And that verse does not make, does not mean that He makes all things in your life, all the bad stuff happen to you, but no matter what is coming your way, I want to tell you that the God of grace can convert anything for His glory and His goodness. You know, when deconstruction happens, when heartbreak happens, when disappointments are happening around us and in us, God still can work in your world. He is still there. His goodness will construct something new and it can be formed for His glory in your story. His timing is perfect in this season.
His timing is so good. My second point today is that deconstruction often needs to take place before creativity and reconstruction can happen. You know, it is his goal to convert our mess into his message or into a greater message to bring alignment with his kingdom. I want to give you just a couple of real practical do's and don'ts if you find yourself in a season or in a storm that's just difficult. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't pretend that it's all good if it isn't, and don't try to sweep stuff under the rug. Just be real with trusted people around you about where you're at. Be real with Jesus. He's, gonna, he's got your back. We've got your back as well. And I want to just say that to anyone who's going through something. We've got your back in this season. Some what-to-dos. And that is really the opposite of what I've just said. Be self-aware. Be aware of your mood. Be aware of your self-talk. And push back. Use declaration to align your life with the kingdom. And this is a declaration statement that I use. I'm real big on declarations at this moment. Like, we've got to speak truth out. When everything that feels, you know, it's, it's hard to speak a lie if you're speaking truth. If you're declaring something, it's hard, sorry, it's hard to feel a lie if you're declaring truth. This is a declaration that I use. I was born to change the world. I'm a child of the king. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not afraid of the battle. I was born for the battle. I'm created to move in signs and wonders and miracles, to benefit my city. I love my city. My city is a city that God cares about. It's a prosperous city. It's a loving city. It's a city where people get healed and delivered, and it's a city where dreams come true. Come on, like, let's align ourselves. I want to encourage you at this time to hold the course. If you need to repent, it just simply means to change your mind and go another way. Maybe you need to do that daily and just keep surrendering to Him. You know, stand on the prophetic words that have been said over your life. Don't forget the testimonies of His goodness. It's going to come again. You know, my final point today, Jesus, you know, when He's cleared the, the temple, in the Gospel of Mark, it, is, it mentions in verse 16, uh, chapter 11, that he did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. He clears it, then he's like, no, you can't just walk through this. This is not just a thoroughfare. Because what had happened is that uh, the temple had become a, a shortcut for people traveling from one side of Jerusalem to the other. And I just want to propose to you today that we can't shortcut what Jesus wants to develop in us. You know, in the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is your life, Jesus can't shortcut us, and he isn't a shortcut for the fulfillment of our wildest dreams. I remember the first time that I was asked to preach. I knew that this was the right step for me to take. I was about 19 years old. I'd refused to do every speech, every debate, anything in school ever since I'd known. I hated public speaking. I struggled with shame and self-hate at that time, just being real. I was so full of fear. And I was hoping, it was at Rungiora Baptist Church, uh, Sunday night, and I was hoping that my fear would go away all week. I was like, I know this is the right thing to do. I'm expecting fear to go. I'm expecting fear. You're going to go. I'm going to get up there and it's good. And I got so focused on my fear again on that Sunday afternoon that I didn't show up. 
I just did a no-show. <laughs> I just said I had a stomachache. I probably did. I was absolutely terrified. The call that God has for each one of us on our lives is there's no way around the process that God wants to take you through to acquire the call and to fulfill the call. Jesus is not our spiritual lotto ticket. You know, whether you're called to be a pastor, a pilot, or to run for prime minister, (laughs) like there is going to be a process. There's going to be some kind of resistance in the journey internally and externally in the promise, you know, towards towards the promise. Jesus was like, you can't cut through the temple any longer. You can't make this place a shortcut for your for the goals and the ambitions that you have in your life and he and he that day he cleared the clutter out of the temple and then he, after he did that he exclaimed in Matthew 21 verse 13 he said my house will be called a house of prayer you know and all the things that Jesus could have defined the purpose of the house of God he could have said you know this is a house of religion this is a house of sacrifice this is a house of mission this is a house of worship but he said no this is a house of prayer this is a this is the place where i will prioritize connection with the father and so once all this room had been made at the temple Jesus was able to do what Jesus did And it says in Matthew 21, verse 14, that the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. Come on, that's the result of the storm. That's the result of the mess. That's the result of the upheaval. That's the result of the uncertainty. That's the the result of disruption in our lives is that so Jesus can be Jesus and he can only do what he can only do in our lives. So I just want to encourage you today. Give him your mess. <laughs> he, wanted, he wants to take that mess and convert your mess into this great message of his kingdom, of his love and his promises. How about we just stand in this place right now? I just want to lead us in a prayer just before I invite Mitch just to come up and close the service again and I just want you to pray on behalf of your neighbor I want you to just pray on behalf of yourself here today I believe like I said this is the word for our church we are in transition at this time for the next season that is ahead oh let's just lift our hands to Jesus right now Jesus oh we just thank you we just thank you that you are in the center of our mess (laughs) and we welcome you to our temple we welcome you to 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 the place that in a place in our heart God where you've said that our bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit and we thank you right now for the work that you are doing in our lives and we surrender to you today We surrender our mess. We surrender our in-between season. We surrender our uncertainty. And we welcome you to clean us. (laughs) To take, we give you the stuff that we don't want to carry anymore. We give you our sin. We give you our burdens. We give you our uncertainties today. 
and we surrender to you. And we just pray right now for our neighbor, God. And we pray right, right for the people around us right now. We just, just declare grace, fresh grace for everyone in this church right now. Fresh grace to carry what they're called to be carried. Fresh grace to see the season through so that they can express what they are called to express in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything.